woke. Time to get up. Welcome to Thought Your World No Speed Limit Podcast. I am your host, Alvin. I hope you are having a wonderful evening. Uh, I have been off for a while, and I apologize, but we've been off for two weeks or so. We have some family issues to deal with, but let's go ahead and get started with today's show. The Southern Poverty Law Center, who has launched voting rights lawsuits against Georgia, Alabama, Florida, and Texas, among other states, has won a victory in Alabama. The courts have ruled that redistricting plans by the state Alabama State Legislature, which gave one black voting district to black Alabama, did not rightfully represent the black population and caused them to be underrepresented because of this the legislature which is majority republican and white must redraw districts lines to ensure that there are two majority minority districts in the state steve marshall the state's attorney general says he plans to appeal the decision the deadline to decide up for house primary has been extended to february 11 2022 now I know the state very well. The governor is Governor Kate Ivey, uh, and this year they're all up for re-election. So um, they had drawn these districts, and you know Alabama is a true blue, a true red state, not true blue, but a true red state. It is like Republicans dominate the House. They own the governor's seat. They pretty much own even the judicial seats in the Supreme Court in the state. And most offices in the state uh, that are outside of, of course, urban districts are owned by the Republicans in the state. Now, this is funny and ironic because I've seen some of the ads, especially for Kate Ivey and another gentleman that's running for office. His name is his name is um, Tim James, son of five, former Governor Fob James of Alabama uh, back in the 80s maybe early 90s um they both talk about in their speech how alabama doesn't have the problems with the rest of the country you know you know this these people who are trying to divide us over race oh that's not gonna happen here because they ban critical race theory and you know all these people are wrong and he they're standing in the gap to stop them right well then this lawsuit happens it goes on, on with all the other numbers in the state that are a prop for the state of alabama alabama is not the good guy in any of this situation and, and I'm, let me give you a prime example Alabama has 27% African-American population okay that's the first number I'm going to give you so of that they decided they only need one voting district that one voting district stretched from Birmingham Alabama through about four counties or should I say three counties to Montgomery Alabama and then down into Selma so it's about four counties all together um it's a huge district that's drawn from Birmingham to Selma. Now, Selma is a smaller city, uh, more of a rural city because it's in a it's in a, a farming town, a farming location. It's in is agricultural. Birmingham is more industrial. It's a different area of the world. Yet, it's represented by the same representative, Terry Sewell. She's the one black representative out of seven districts in the state for 27 percent of the population. Now, if you do the math, the way you're supposed to, you know divide the seven into the 27 uh, 27% you come back and you find out it's like 1.8% something like that 1.8% of the population so round that up it's two so that's two seats out of seven two seats out of seven that should be uh considered for majority minority districts that's all you have to do if you draw it up that way you get two minority districts you make the voting system fair that's why we wanted to, another reason why I wanted the voting rights bill see the manipulation 
of voting in Alabama is a huge problem. It manipulates across the board. Now, you can say, well, it's not based on race, it's based on party. Sure, okay, but that's still manipulation. If one party decides, I want to make this state dominant for myself, then what I'm going to do is draw the district so it makes it look like it. That, too, should be illegal because it's fi- it's it's destroying democracy. The whole idea of democracy is that there's a fair ground for both parties to operate, for for people of different backgrounds to operate. But we're creating this imbalanced system because we've created this system where one party wins, that means they get to draw all the districts and make that look better for themselves. So here comes the Poverty Law Center who says, hey, look, this system is not fair, especially to minorities. Not It gives them one district. Now, of course, you know, they're expecting more uh, African-Americans to vote uh, Democrat. So that's a problem for the Republicans. So they've got to stop that. That's why they only put one black district here. Just imagine that's two more seats. They already don't have a majority in Congress because of the other seats. Now, there's a chance that they could still win a majority of the seats in Congress this election, uh, and they could definitely win the Senate because the Senate doesn't go by the same rule. It's, you know, winner takes all kind of deal in the Senate. Um, but let's try to make this a fairer system here. Draw those two districts. Meanwhile, you know, like I said, Tim James and, and Governor, uh, Ivy can sit there and talk about all the great things uh, about the state, including the fact that they banned critical race theory, which is the same thing that they fight against. You know, they talk about communism and things like that, that they don't want to see fascist socialist socialism and communism here. Yet they're banning uh, critical race theory, which is something that the communists and socialists do. They ban things like that. So the real communists, the real social, the real, real communist, uh, the real fascist and socialist here seems to be the those two, right? That's the way I feel about it. And then this, remember Kate Ivey signed the bill that set up these two broken districts. Now we can talk about other things in Alabama when it comes to race. So like I said, we're 27% of the population. African Americans in that state are 27% of the population. 56% of the jail population is African American. Of the 900,000 registered voter, uh, unregistered voters in the state, 500,000 of them are African American. Now who's fault of that? You can blame it on the Republicans, the Democrats, whatever. That's still an unusual number. The majority of the, uh, unregistered people in the state are still African American. That is only 27% of the state. That is absolutely preposterous. I don't care what the state says about, Oh, we're doing, we're trying to make the system fairer. We can allow more people to vote, you know, um, so here's what I'm going to say. Two things. First, if you're a felon and you're out of jail, because when you're in jail as a felon, this is why, think about this, 56% of the jail population African-American, they don't vote. Secondly, if you're a felon and you're out of jail and you completed all the, the necessary paperwork now that you're out of jail, make sure that you go and get registered to vote, complete whatever paperwork you have there so that you make sure that you are able to vote in the next election. These are all important. I'll talk about more of this in another another podcast. In fact, I'll probably bring up about how you can go about getting a, a voter ID if you can't get a driver's license. So if you can't get a driver's license, you can't get a voter ID in the state of Alabama. You have to go online and register for that. And when you register for that, you have to make sure that you get put the information in so that you say, well, I don't have a way to, you know, obtain this driver's license through, uh, uh, I mean, this voter ID at the office. Maybe you're too far from the office. Maybe there's only one office in your county. What you can do is you fill out the online application and a person will come to your house or to your, loca- or to your location 
and then I guess they will interview you and decide and get this set up so that you can get your voter ID. And that way you will receive a voter ID. That's that's that is possible. But see, you're not told the whole steps about this. You're just told online you can get a voter ID. Go to such and such and such. They don't tell you the whole process. So we're going to talk more about that later. But in the state of Alabama, it's true. They tried to do things to make things more difficult. Like I said, they closed down offices. You have to have a personal state representative come visit your house to get a voter ID. Silly things like that. Even if you're a registered person that lives in the state of Alabama, you know, they claim, well, we're trying to make the system fairer. We're, we're trying to make the system. No, what you're trying to do is make sure that the system is set up for your party to win. That is so undemocratic, extremely undemocratic. And that's what you're trying to do in this state. I'm not saying that I'm a, a diehard Democrat because I voted independent before and I will vote independent whenever I feel like it. But that's my choice, my freedom. Well, black people voted in the last election, but when you're closing down polling places, when you're not putting a proper representation in government, that's still unfair. You understand what I'm saying? You can't do the things you're doing in the background. So well, more black people are voting because more people are standing in longer lines. And while other people are getting the convenience of shorter lines because there's more polling places for them in their district, that's not fair. So we'll see how this turns out in the end. Because like I said, all those other games they'll probably play if there's two districts, two black districts. You'll probably play all the other games where they'll limit how many polls there are. This state's even thinking about uh, creating a police, a poll police force. So watch out for that. And remember the Ku Klux Klan's back in the day. That's what they were, the poll police force. They're going to create them to make the election system fairer. These are all the, their methods to, to do those things. Uh, like I said, uh, voting rights is a major issue in the state of Alabama. And again, those districts need to be redrawn. They'll probably take this all the way to the Supreme Court to try to get a ruling on it. You know, that's the conservatives. We will see how that goes. I got a feeling they will rule against Alabama in this case. Biden, Biden, Biden. Well, Biden has decided to continue a Trump era executive order and a attempt by Trump to privatize Medicare without the participants actually knowing. Biden claims that ending the program would have serious backlashes with the insurance industry. Here's a brief look at the plan and I'm going to break it down piece by piece. Among the things that the executive order lays out a path for, here's one of them. Shift the Medicare program to private plans. So in other words, instead of you having your Medicare through the government, like you think it is, it's going to be shift to a private company. Expand private contracting between beneficiaries and providers, putting seniors at risk for higher costs and surprise medical bills. In other words, the benefit they're going to create they're going to create their own uh, contracts here. So these contracts that they're creating through these private companies, of course, might it will be shifted onto the beneficiary, and then. Of course, they're, they're towards the providers. So that means you may get a premium that you didn't expect before uh, or on your bill. You may have to end up paying something on your bill or you may have some crazy deductible that you didn't know was there that you'll have to pay uh, because it's been shifted to the private, private industry. Now, these Medicare Advantage plans have been around since 1997. So they've been around for a good little while. Uh, Viva Health is one. Another one is Blue Cross, Blue Shield. Um, but those are the main ones that you think about when you think about these health. There are other ones. There's Kaiser Permanente. Uh, there's Health South. 
there's several different ones that are available. Now, like Viva Health. Viva Health is interesting because it's actually owned by the university medical system. Uh, it is not, that is a different kind of insurance. It's kind of like Karma. Uh, if you if you ever hear Caremark uh, Pharmacy is owned by CVS. Um, so in other words, it's like a hospital owns a monopoly on something, right? It's like that plan is through the hospital. So the, their first thing is to try to get you to use their doctors at their hospital, at that hospital. So it's cheaper and keeps the cost in house, right? So then if they can't do that, then there's doctors outside that, that they may care, may or may not carry. So the UAB has had some controversy because they, they've tried to cut United healthcare out of their hospital because they've got their own insurance. First of all, and secondly, they claim it was all about cost, quote unquote. But I know that United Health, their, their attempts to cut United Healthcare out of the hospital had a lot to do with the fact that they had their own insurance in house. So this same argument comes up when it comes to these advanced healthcare plans. Not all the physicians are covered. And in fact, uh, from my experience working for a contractor for the uh, federal government on CMS. One of the things you found is providers are, are trying to figure out why their claim is not being pay, paid or rejected is because they have to file that claim with the advantage plan that they this customer did not. This customer may have told you they were under Medicare, so you filed it with Medicare. They didn't even know they were under this advantage plan, didn't have to file it with them, and may find out that there's a different amount that they're going to pay than what Medicare would have paid for. Of course, uh, Medicare has an allowance. It sets up these fee for services. So that means that there's a certain amount that these doctors are allowed to charge Medicare for. That may not be the same for these advantage plans. And a lot of times they're higher. So there may be, in fact, that I'm the advantage plan says, okay, I covered up to this point and the rest of it gets into the mail and the bill for the customer. That's true. They do that. That is, that's true. Um, and like I said, this further restricts seniors choice of providers in Medicare advantage. In other words, uh, it's kind of like, you know, the, these providers get to decide which doctors they choose that cover under them. That's not like Medicare, which can be covered by any doctor that decides to sign up for it. They, they've got a network of doctors that they want in their insurances that they allow and they cover. So, you may be sitting at your doctor. As far as you know, he's got he's covered by Medicare, but he may not be covered by United Healthcare. He may not be covered by Blue Cross Blue Shield. He may not be co covered by United Healthcare or any of these other services. So then here you are. You're, you got a bill. What do you do? But you don't want to lose this doctor. But they're telling you you have to go to another provider because that provider is covered under their insurance. See, as much as Trump used to talk about that he was going to help increase your choice there you, your choice was limited anyway and people don't understand that so when you're under medicare you had the choice choose the doctors that that you had or keep the doctor you had but now because even with medicare because it's a fee for service that means that you can be reimbursed for anything that's out of you know out of network but with this you can't get a reimbursement. They'll send Medicare literates in a, a check to the house of the participant for a doctor that's not on the Medicare network and they can pay their bill with that. But the insurances don't cover it that way. So then that means you're receiving a bill in the mail. Your grandma, your grandpa, your parents even are receiving this bill in the mail. They're on retirement. They don't have the funds they had before. So now here, here they've got a bill that's unnecessary. So, 
here we are destroying the Medicare system and Biden's helping the cause. He's not here to help. Not like he said. He says, I'm going to fix the system. But see, Biden and guys like him fought to keep people like Bernie Sanders out because he wanted to expand the system, fix it, and make sure that everyone had public health care. But see, now the taxpayer is burdened with this. And it's actually going to burden the taxpayer, too. That's going to increase the amount of money that taxpayers have to pay out of pocket for this stuff to help the elderly people in this country. And it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's long as it's Oh, Russia, 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 Russia. Yes, they're back in the news again. Russian troops have are massed, sorry, on the border of Ukraine as fears of possible invasion are imminent. Russian officials claim they are merely conducting exercises and shoring up security as NATO continues to expand. NATO ships and troops are gearing up for possible buildup in Eastern European countries. Ukraine is also gearing up to defend itself against a possible invasion. Russia wants NATO to stop and roll back expansion, but the West says no. And I I understand why Russia picked now, because America is teetering. That attack on the Capitol left our enemies looking at us as a weak, failed nation. I'm going to let you know that right now. I apologize. I moved away from the mic. Uh, That January 6th, 2021... Man, it looked like our country was a country teetering on the brink. So all these countries that have always been our adversaries say, hey, I see an open door policy to do what the heck I want. Then Biden's in office. They see him as weak. I don't see him as weak, but they see him as weak. So they don't think that America is still strong enough to, to take on these world issues because they've got so many internal problems. Uh, it's not just January 6th. Of course, BL, they saw the BLM marches. All of this stuff, even though Russia probably had something to do with January 6th. I say this, and I, that's that's just going to the internal things because there's a, I've got a whole podcast on all that January 6th stuff coming up. Um, the Russians, the Russians have been kind of in the background for years we kind of have stopped paying attention because all all the terrorist things with we had our two iraqs you know we had the gulf war then we had the second gulf war we had um we've had the afghan invasion all of that was in the background korea's been acting up we've been watching the rise of china so we've had all sorts of threats we kind of pushed russia in the background russia didn't want to be pushed in the background the whole time that this was going on, they were con- they were slowly slipping back into a totalitarian society because, of course, economically, Russia has suffered ever since the fall of the uh, USSR, which was already a financial mess anyway. So it has fallen back into this totalitarian military militarized state that it once was. And actually, it never went away. And at times it has been rejected by the the G7 and other world organizations. They have lost their seat or been banned for crazy things they've done. Look, think about it. Putin has literally had people killed. You know, he's had he's had people killed in other countries when they're not there. He had people assassinated with 
uh, uh, radioactive material, or as one of his uh, opponents, his opposition leaders, he tried to poison and kill him, but he failed to do that. But that opposition leader decided to go back to Russia and is now sitting in a prison somewhere. And no telling if he's ever going to get out, right? So that's Russia. That's the old Russia. You know, they've had prob- problems with Chechnya, uh, the, the the Chechnyan rebels, you know, these uh, Muslim uh, radicals in another part of the country. I guess you can call them radicals, but, you know, there's a Muslim minority that Russia kind of overlooks. The Chechnyans decide to, you know, they, they've been cutting up in the country. It's giving the, uh, Russia this need to be, to them to be militaristic. And, of course, NATO has been constantly expanding in the old... Uh, Iron Curtain countries like Hungary and Czechoslovakia, especially Poland, uh, the Estonia and, and Lithuania, who were both parts of the Soviet Union at one point, are now independent in NATO countries. So, and they are surrounded basically by either Belarus or Russia, and it's not a not a good thing for them to have two NATO countries that are right there that that could be that could cause attention, right? So this Ukrainian thing has been going on for a while. First, they invaded Croatia. I mean, not Croatia, but the, um, I'll, I'll remember in a minute. But anyway, they invaded the uh, peninsula in the Black Sea uh, a few years ago. That was part of uh, Ukraine, claiming that those people they needed to liberate that, and that those people there wanted to be a part of Russia, the Crimea. That's what his name, the Crimea. So they took that over. So that was a sign of a threatening Russia. That Russia was testing the waters to see what the world would do. The world kind of did a couple of print pinprick things, you know. There was a couple of boycotts on and so forth. Now everybody's threatening this time to be severe with their sanctions. But if you got troops on somebody's border, sanctions aren't going to do much. Now, of course, all the militaries are claiming they're going to send them stuff. They're sending weapons. I know the Lithuanians, the Estonians, they're sending weapons per the United States to uh, Ukraine. Uh, other countries are sending weapons. Uh, Germany's sending hats because they don't want to lose their big oil contracts with Russia. They're so worried about losing their oil contracts with Russia, they're only sending uh, uh, military hats, and they're probably going to be old, useless hats. Um, somebody else has done that before. Uh, in our wonderful World War history, you've probably heard about countries doing things like that, sending war hats when they don't have military equipment. To send. Maybe that's a humanitarian goods. I don't know. But see, Germany doesn't understand. They're playing with fire, too. And you've got Russian oil and you may be one of uh, German, uh, Russia's biggest targets. So watch yourself. Definitely Poland. Poland said is one of those countries, a lot of these Eastern countries who are really, because Poland suffered a lot under the Russians, and Poland itself has had some issues in its governance. Uh, they are a country that probably will gear itself up to war when Ukraine, if in, in Ukraine is in, in, invaded, and there's a chance that they could get themselves involved in that conflict. Now, this being said, you really don't want your eastern partners to get involved in that conflict. So the U.S. is thinking about sending 8,500 troops to the uh, eastern countries in the, of NATO. Um, now, some of the other countries also are sending troops. Spain is sending uh, their troops, uh, some of their ships, into the uh, Black Sea, into the Baltic Sea. 
Uh, they're sending mine tenders, destroyers, and frigates, that kind of stuff. It's a real small amount of flotilla of ships, but they're sending them there in that area because they're they're anticipating what's going to happen. So if they're going to do it, you know, most likely Italy and maybe Spain, France, who doesn't really participate in the military side of NATO, uh, will send ships as well. Uh, Germany may send ships at some point. You know, they've been trying to set up this... Um, you know, the European Union Army Force, Red Reaction Force. Uh, but if if Germany fails to participate, they, that probably will collapse that force if they don't participate in this. It requires them to participate. Uh, the U.S. to participate. Germany is the richest nation on board. I don't know if it's the most military capable country because Britain's pretty capable. I believe France and Italy are pretty capable. But we're talking about fighting against Russians who have more troops than any of those countries put together, more land mass. It is known that there's a chance that you would never win a war against Russia. Of course, now you do have a lot of countries that would be opposing Russia, and they'd have to go a long way to try to win that war. So that's, it would be a bloody mess, and we don't don't want that right now. We don't need another war. You know, America's trying to get over Afghanistan. That was a big mess, too. That's another thing that, that the Russians looked at. America failed in Afghanistan. Uh, they're still in Iraq. We're still in Iraq. We still have troops in Syria. We have troops in Africa. We still have troops on the border of North Korea. We have Navy ships in the South China Sea because China is also threatening Taiwan once again, which is something they do at least once every year. Um, so looking at the overall global picture for the United States, United States kind of needs a slap in the face when it go, deals with foreign policy right now because of all the domestic issues they have. And like I said, we had BLM march in the street because of the police issues. Then we had the January 6th thing happen. Our politics in our nation is divided. We've got the silly uh, Republicans going around talking about... Uh, the, the Marxists trying to take over the country. I think it's more like the Marxists are looking at the world issues and saying, hey, you need to see what's going on in the world. And you got people like Tucker Carlson on the TV saying that we, as the United States, should agree with Russia. It kind of bothers him, huh? Yeah, that's kind of bothersome that he would say that we need to agree with Russia. I refuse to say that we need to agree with Russia, a totalitarian state. It's bad enough that we have Saudi Arabia as one of our allies. They're a totalitarian state, along with the Turk Turks, who are also members of NATO, who now <laughs> have in their possession Russian missiles because Russians have traded with them. So, you know, more power to the United States if they can, if we can find a peaceful solution to this. The Russians are being more aggressive than they have in the past. Like I said, with their weak economy, they're lashing out in the only way they seem to know how. And hopefully, hopefully this will end peacefully. Like I said, the biggest issue is Russia wants NATO to stop and roll back expansion, but the West says no. And when I say by no, I mean like they don't want Ukraine to ever join NATO. But America and the West is saying, well, it's up to Ukraine if they want to join NATO. It is, but you also get the, you got to understand the Western nations have always vetted everybody that's joining. So that there's a catch-22 to that. I don't agree with Tucker Carlson, but I do agree that maybe NATO needs to hold back on a, a Ukraine joining the fold. Because Ukraine, like I said, is currently not in the fold. But I would check yourself on that. You know, They think that would be a great... Of course, the West thinks that's a great idea. 
like I said, NATO is a problem. NATO is that issue that we've had from decades ago. Okay, it was a cold. It's a Cold War thing. We got it together because there was the Eastern Bloc countries, and the West needed a, a defense pact to protect themselves against invasion by Russia and the Eastern Pact, right? The Iron Curtain, as it was called. So that's what we were doing there. So then, when that failed, when that pact fell apart on that side, NATO didn't fall apart. NATO started expanding, but it still has the same sort of goal of containment of Russia and Russian power. So that's why I said, like they said, the big boys have left Russia out a lot. They haven't joined the fraternity. They're not part of the fraternity. They're not allowed in. And Russia's feeling that pain now. And now that they're being backed into what they feel like is a corner, they're ready to strike. So it's up to us to try to solve this diplomatically so there won't be a hot war in Europe and not what we don't want to see World War Three because if Russia joins in, there's a chance that China will join in with them. And we really don't want that because our Asian partners are definitely not as strong as we think they are to fight that war. You know, there's two billion of them. There's only a billion Indians standing in the way if they even join our side in this. And it would be a mess. That's just, just put it that way. Let's just put it that way. It's a war that would be a mess. It would be the, the casualties, the, uh, the damage to all countries, including the United States, because they, the Russians and the Chinese have missiles that can reach the United States and airplanes and weapons that can reach the United States. So you really don't want to get into a hot war with these folks. And hopefully we can avoid that all together. Hey folks, hope you're enjoying the show. Just thought I would take a moment to invite you to subscribe to Thought You Were Woke, No Speed Limit Podcast, and let you know that our podcast is available on multiple platforms, including Spotify, Google, Apple, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Overcast, Stitcher, Breaker, Cashbox, Pocket Cast, and Anchor. Also, make sure to hit the bell notification so that you will be notified when the next episode is available. Now back to the show. Well, 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 the rumors are out that Mr. Tom Brady is retiring. Reports are coming out that Tom Brady may be hanging up the cleats once and for all. He's got 10 Super Bowl appearances, 6 Super Bowl titles, 20 years in the league. Most hated man in the NFL right now. He always has been, you know. You know, plus, you know, he's got all these, he's had all these wonderful things. He's probably got the most touchdowns, most playoff touchdowns, all those kind of things. Because he's been in the league 20 years. So, uh, the guy, whatever you think about him, he was an awesome quarterback. And what I think about him a person, I think he's a good person too. But, you know, I don't like his politics necessarily. Don't know exactly how his politics are. But I, I, I think I know which way he leans on that. And, you know, he had deflate gate as well as the other issue that his team had about cheating, about listening to the other coaches' headsets. Yes, that was happening. That really, really was happening. Um, he's still Tom Brady. He won't be in this year's Super Bowl because this year is the Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. How do we get to the Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl? Now, I saw the Rams possibly getting into the playoffs and winning the playoffs, but the Cincinnati Bengals, they got past Kansas City, which is, I guess that's okay since Kansas City has been to three Super Bowls and won one of those, right? They've been three Super Bowls in a row. That's a lot of Super Bowls to be, have been in. Um, 
what else can I say about Tom Brady? You know what I'm saying? 20 years in the league. How many quarterbacks can do that when you get, when the average person in the NFL only spends two years in this league, in the league? That's 20% of Tom's career. Two, two years is 20% of Tom's career. You know, uh, 10, it's 10, no, it's 10% of Tom's career. You know, two years, he, you know, 20, he spent 20 years in the league. That's 10% of his, his career. So, you know, the other 90% came from the other, uh, 18 years he spent in the league. He spent there longer than most people. He's 44 years old. He was still, I ain't gonna say he was at the top of his game, but he sure was in a very good place in his game this year with the Packers. I mean, he was, he was getting the team to us. He got him to the playoffs. Didn't make it any further than the second round, but, uh, he did get to the second round of the playoffs. So you can't complain too much about that. Um, but he's decided to retire. Maybe it was just too much going on on the um, Buccaneers team because there's some issues with the Buccaneers team after Antonio Brown left, and it wasn't Antonio Brown's fault, but there were other issues with the team. Players are deciding whether they're going to stay because it's contract year for them. Uh, Brady's probably deciding whether this is the best time to hang up the contract because the team ain't going to look the same, and he needs a supporting cast at this point in his life in order to continue playing. And if he's not going to get that supporting cast, he's going to say, hey, I need to hang up the cleats because it ain't worth the time. And I w- I don't blame him. I absolutely don't blame him. Like I said, he had a wonderful career. You know, he won uh, five Super Bowls with the Patriots and one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He wanted to prove a point. He proved his point. He proved that it wasn't just the coach at the Patriots was the reason why he was winning. When he got to the Bucs, he proved that he could win the Super Bowl, that it was him, that he is an a- absolutely good player. And we still don't like him for it. But <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that's how that goes with football. But uh, good luck, Tom Brady. Uh, hope you enjoy retirement. Look, that's it for uh, Thought You Were Woke No Speed Limit podcast. It's been a wonderful uh, broadcast today. I, I love talking to you guys. Hey, look, make sure you hit the uh, subscribe button if you haven't subscribed. I want you to leave a note before below in the comments. Tell me how you felt about today's broadcast. And please hit the notification button so you'll be notified next time there is a show. And y'all have a wonderful evening. Peace. Uh, let's talk about Cardi B for a second. Just to switch to entertainment for a little bit, maybe a little bit lighter. Cardi B has won her liable case against YouTuber Latasha KB, a.k.a. Tasha K. And this is going to end up being a message out to my fellow YouTubers and pop podcasters. The Like It rapper, 29, was awarded $1.25 million in damages on Monday by a fellow jury that found KB liable for liable invasion of privacy and intentional infliction of emotional distress according to court documents obtained by people so cardi b basically uh claimed that tasha k committed several said several things about her uh was harassing her uh one of those things was that she said tasha k had some information that said that cardi b at some time had a sexually transmitted disease uh, another thing is they came after her child. They talked about her being a stripper and all these other things. They've said some things about Cardi B that she says weren't true. Now the stripping part, I don't know if it wasn't true or not because Cardi B had said she was a stripper, but there was a lot of statements that were made about Cardi B 
from people that claim to know who claim to know Cardi B and they went on Tasha K's show. And Tasha K is a sensational kind of shock jock type type uh vlogger. Uh that's what she does on her her show. And I find some of her show distasteful. Uh I've watched it when I've been with my wife. So um uh, and, and I just don't like the show. She doesn't like the show either. Um but if you're going to be that kind of YouTuber, it's a good idea to make sure that the information you got is, is true, that you don't become harassed and caught up in emotional issues with the whole situation because you are putting yourself out there. You see what happens to people on TMZ. They get sued all the time when they go after uh, celebrities. So you got to be careful. There are people out there that won't take it. You know, uh, even YouTubers talking about other YouTubers, you can end up getting sued in $1.25 million. That's a lot of money. I don't know how much money Tasha K is getting. I know she has several a million followers. Uh, so she's getting YouTube contract checks here and there. But if any of that stuff was fake, then YouTube's going to pull that down. Then she could lose her YouTube, by the way, through the lawsuit. She could actually use, lose the control of her, her, her YouTube and the money she gets from her YouTube because of that. So everybody has to think about this. When I get on here, I try to vet my facts. I try to use news sources and newspaper sources for everything that I say on here. I try not to say anything too shocking or mean about other people, including folks like Tucker Carlson, who I, I just can't stand. Um, as far as his stances, I can't stand it, or his news reporting, which is mostly fake news. Not all fake news. He uses facts and twists the facts. Let's put it this way. Let's let's be honest with you. He uses facts and he twists the facts to create his truth so that he can get to the people that believe the stuff that he says, even if those facts aren't exactly the truth, right? And sometimes he just totally blows the facts altogether. He doesn't tell the truth. But that's beside the point. Uh... We're talking about Tasha K here and, and Cardi B. So Cardi B wins her lawsuit. That's $1.25 million that is going to be paid out. Probably a little bit more because there's court costs and other things involved. Um, and this person is promising Tasha K that she's going to appeal it and take it all the way to the Supreme Court. She's also on the Internet still talking. And now she's going after people on YouTube who are coming after her. I'm not exactly coming after you, Tasha K. But don't come after me. I'm just reporting what I see here. Uh, and like I said, that is a problem on the Internet, period. Um, you've got to be careful what you say. I understand it makes a lot of money to be that shock vlogger and say things and get interviews with people who may know something about somebody and all that stuff. Then again, you can't trust the people that you get these interviews from. You drag people into your mess and they get dragged down. But at the same time, it costs you money. The whole idea on YouTube is to make money. You don't want to get sued because you said something. The same thing with endorsing products. Be careful about what products you endorse. You can get, you get sued for that too. So be careful what you do and who you deal with and what you say. It's very important that you vet everything you say and make sure that you have facts. Well, I've got this and I got that. Then once you get to the point you're starting to get to name calling against people, talking about their children, all those things, all those things are, are things that you can get sued for in court. So please be very, very cautious of how you go about doing that. Um, Tasha K, like I said, sorry that this happened to you. 
Um, wow. It's just, it's just, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad to see that happen to somebody. Anyway, uh, enough of that. You have been listening to Thought You're Awoke No Speed Limit Podcast.